Hi guys, welcome to Feminist Inc. The Feminist Podcast. I'll be the podcast where we get to rant and scream about just how frustrating it is to be a feminist in Nigeria. The struggle is real. So today we're not doing a book review as I promised. I know I promised and I'm sorry to break my promise. But this one too is going to be interesting. This episode is going to be something different and it's going to be interesting because guess what? We hit 1,000 downloads. <laughs> I can't believe it. I just started this podcast in November. And that's just like how many months? November, December, January, February, March. In five months, we hit 1,000 downloads. I think that is incredible and amazing. Okay? At least for me, oh, I'm not comparing myself to other podcasts, you know, with my own unique experiences, considering the my budget of marketing and, you know, my niche and um like my age again ah, ah many more my age has been so many barriers for me has brought about so many barriers for me but i just continue to persevere and to continue so that's what i'm going to be talking about how i became a feminist and how i decided to make a podcast about feminism I was never, I don't believe that. Okay, let me not say how I became a feminist. How I became a feminist activist. Because everybody's born a feminist. You either remain a feminist or you become sexist. That's according to the words of my favorite author, Farida D. Because it's, and it's the truth. Nobody's born thinking that women are inferior to men. Well, when we are born, we are socialized into thinking that way. The society we live in, then the gender roles and everything tweaks our minds into thinking that women are inferior to men and we internalize this shit and that's why we now before you know it we are spewing patriarchal bullshit even as women and i was one of the people that used to spew patriarchal bullshit i remember saying that oh women are excuse me women are inferior to men no not women are inferior to men that women can't lead because we are too emotional anytime i remember that i just cringe like Oh, oh. Like what the heck? What the heck? But I'm forgiving myself because I was just 15 back then. What did I know? I was not exposed. I didn't have a phone. My parents um, in the house. My parents didn't let me watch anything that is not cartoon. I be MCU superhero movie. I be news or uh, Nigel Wild. So it was basically the conditioning I had from. People around me, society, church, books I've read. So it wasn't really my fault. But when it now becomes your fault is when I became exposed, when I had a phone, when I joined social media, when I started seeing feminist influencers, when I started following feminist writers. If at that point I still continue to say uh, women are too emotional to be leaders, then it's become my fault. Because now I have all the facts. I've, I, I follow these people, but I'm not willing to do the work to learn and unlearn. Then it becomes my fault. Yes. So, there's a time that, okay, when you say something that is, that is glaring that this is internalized misogyny, it's, you know, it's, it's not your fault. Maybe when you were younger. But then you've grown older, you have experience, you have access to the internet, you have access to books, feminist literature, you know, you have access to feminist Instagram accounts, and you still think this way, or you still feel this particular way, 
then it's your fault. You are not doing the work. You are not learning. And I am so proud of myself for being able to do the work, from being someone that said something like that, to being someone that totally believes that being emotional is is a strength as far as I'm concerned. I mean, men are not emotional in quotes. And when I say emotional now, I mean they don't show vulnerable emotions. And look at where the world is today. We, upon all, they are not emotional. Wars, famine, hunger, poverty. So let's even try emotion and see what we get from it. Do you get? Like, that's my reasoning. Anyway, so that's how I became a feminist activist. That's what I'm going to say because as I said before, you are born a feminist. You either remain a feminist or you become a sexist person. I joined Instagram, um, I think I joined last year, January. I joined Instagram last year, January. And somehow I stumbled upon feminists. No, no, normal. I'm a woman. So I guess Instagram recommended female for influencers for me and everything. And what I noticed, I started seeing things like rape. I started seeing the statistics of how many girls get raped, how many women get sexually assaulted. And I was like, what is going on? I started digging. I started digging. I started seeing instances of um, domestic violence, how people blame um, um, women that are what were you wearing when he raped you? This kind of thing. This, that, 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 this. And I was like, I was appalled, honestly. And from there, I started following more feminist people. I started looking out for them. I would go to my Instagram search bar. I would type feminism. I would type um, sexual assault. I would type rape. Just to get to know these kind of things. And that's how I became a feminist. From Instagram, honestly. Like... That is why I believe that we, as women, we need exposure to digital resources to learn. Because imagine, I was, I, was, I was having lots of internalized misogyny before then. But when I got to Instagram and I started seeing all these feminist influencers, I started doing the work and looking inwards. And I, and I just realized that, oh my, I can't continue like this. And I became a feminist activist. Like, the stories of women who have been raped, who have been beaten, who have been killed, who have been silenced by the patriarchy, by systematic oppression, it touched something in my heart. Like, I'm a very sensitive and emotional person. Anybody that knows me knows that. Things touch me deeply. I love people deeply. So when I was seeing this thing, even though I didn't know these women, I felt it on another level. And I was, not, I was just like, nobody deserves to go through this. And that's how I started becoming a feminist activist. I remember I would screenshot all these posts from Instagram. I'll go to WhatsApp. I'll, I'll, um, you know, I'll post it there. And <laughs> it came with a lot of backlash, you know, because a lot of my contacts they are not feminists. They are outright sexists. Let me not lie. This one is not even a. Uh, Blah, 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 blah. They are outright sexist. A lot of my contacts, I'm ashamed to even call them friends at times because the, the rubbish they just spew from their mouth, I'm just like, God, was I like this? Was I once like this? And they're not willing to do the work. You see these statistics of women who have been killed, 
who have been raped and then you come and open your mouth and say not all men of course it's not all men but how do we as women know the men that are not are the good ones when they are expert liars they are con artists hmm? how do we know the good ones and besides instead of saying not all men why don't you look inwards check your privilege check that um, um thoughts of feelings of entitlement and work on it why don't you do that so shall it came with a lot of backlash my friends would be like what are you saying they would insult me honestly i was discouraged but i continued and when i realized that the people on my contact list they're not they were not ready to hear this thing i decided to start a podcast about it i can't remember how i how i stumbled upon podcast i think on spotify i saw something like podcast you know now they have this place for podcasts and i was just like what's this so i was i listened to some i did my research i went on google i read everything readable about podcasts podcasting how to start a podcast this that 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 this and then the idea started to shape in my mind feminist ink started to like grow in my mind i'm just like okay 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 i'm loving this idea i get to talk about being a feminist i get to talk about feminism i got to talk about everything about me but at that point feminism had become my identity honestly you can't say you can't talk about ayo without talking about feminist like we are intertwined we're intertwined feminism had become a way of life for me it had become everything about me like is the truth I had even made my friend, my best friend, become a feminist as well. Like, that's how much I used to talk about it. Anytime I see something sexist on somebody's status on WhatsApp, I'll go to their DM and like, okay, Oga, what is this rubbish? Sister, what kind of sexist joke is this? Don't make jokes like this. Even though they will ignore me or whatever. At least, I knew I was doing my own little share of activism from the way I could do it. You get? And... Starting a feminist podcast for me was a way of expressing myself. I had all these feminist thoughts. I had a lot of, you know, you know feminist um, ideas that I could not see on my status. I could not see on social media, on my personal social media, because the people there would never have appreciated it. They were not willing to do the work. So I said, let me start a podcast, okay? And I can be able to talk about it. And I won't use my real name. Okay. Ayo. It's not my... It's not the name my friends call me. Actually. It's not the name my friends call me. I started to use Ayo because I didn't want anybody to know that it was me that was doing it. I wanted to, like, remain anonymous. Because I was just like... Ah. So, so that this one that my friends don't appreciate what I do as a feminist activist. I don't know how the, the world will receive what I'm doing. So I decided to go anonymously. Now I show my face. My friends know what I do. I'm proud of myself. But in order for me to start, I had to be anonymous. And it doesn't matter. I was scared though that will people listen? Will this happen? Will that happen? But, you know, do it scared. That's one thing about me. That's one thing I love about me. If I think about something, I will do it. I've started like three publications, <laughs> three newsletters, okay, in the past. I didn't I didn't f- go through with them, but I started. I think that's the most important thing. I, I, I eventually 
my interest in them eventually died off and everything. But I started. So starting Feminist Inc. was nothing new to me. I already knew how to start a newsletter. I already knew what it entailed and everything. So it was just, it was really, it was really that simple, honestly. I just started it. I didn't even think about expensive equipment. When I first started recording, I used to use the microphone on my laptop. I didn't have any microphone. I didn't have anything at all. Just my laptop. Not even my laptop. It's later that my dad bought a laptop for me. My family laptop that all of us are using. I'll disturb my brothers. I'll drag the laptop from their hand and say, Oga, I want to use this to record my podcast. I'll fight them to use it. So it was not easy for me. Showing up week by week by week by week by week. But I just had to do it. Especially when I started to grow. And I realized that people are actually counting on me to release episodes. And I'm like, ah, I can't disappoint them more. I, I just can't. I cannot. You get. So it was really like, you know, from that point when I was in secondary school, spewing sexist garbage. So when I joined Instagram, and started seeing feminist influencers, body positivity influencers, started becoming a feminist activist, seeing a lot of statistics, seeing how women have been treated and erased and silenced. And I was just like, damn, I refuse to be complicit in my own oppression. No way. No way is that going to happen. How can I see this kind of things happening? And I'll just sit down there. That's why I don't understand women who are not feminists. Like, you are literally the oppressed, and yet you refuse to do anything about it. You refuse to speak up. They are oppressing you, and you have a choice to have a voice, and yet you refused. It, it just didn't make sense to me. Like, make it make sense. I get that you may not be a feminist activist. I get that. But at least you should be willing to do the work to remove those internalized misogynistic ideas from your mind. You may just be a feminist. You may not be a feminist activist. But as long as you're not sexist, I think that is okay. So that's how I became a feminist. And that's how I started podcasting. <laughs> ah, I remember my first episode. The myth about being a feminist. Because when I came out as a feminist, it's not that saying it came out. What does that mean? Sha, sha, sha. When I became, came out as a feminist activist, like when I really started, people started knowing me for feminism. I received a lot of backlash, as I said before, and there were a lot of, like, misconceptions about what feminist is, what feminism is all about, what we do, and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, let me use that as the first episode of my podcast. So if you haven't checked that out, check it out. (laughs) Just forgive me, that was my first episode. So if you you hear any mistakes, please, anytime you hear any mistakes, just forgive me, because I'm still learning. I'm in the process of learning. I'm constantly trying to improve my craft. But it takes time. It takes time. So that's how I started it. Then I, I came up with this idea to do a book review kind of thing. And I talk about feminist literature. You know, something different. Something that stands me apart from all the other feminist podcasts out there. And because I love books and I love feminism. And I thought, how do these two intersect? And feminist book review came about and so and that I grew and I grew and I continued almost there were sometimes I'll just be in tears because of this podcast I don't know what to talk about that week or 
I'll just be giving up because my numbers were low or people were not engaging. But I told myself, Tolu, this is this is greater than the numbers. Remember why you started this podcast to express yourself and let your voice be heard. Okay? Remember, and I will remind myself and I will think about Fum Liar and some Kuti. Hadia Gambo, Margaret Epo, especially the Hadia Gambo, she suffered many, many beatings, many embarrassments, many kills, many downfalls, many everything. Yet she continued to fight for girls' rights. And I said, I must be like this woman. See, from Lara and Sankuti, what did she not go through? But yet she continued. And I said, I must be like this amazing woman who, despite all these, you know, troubles and everything, they continued. They persevered, and I was like, damn, 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 damn. These women are amazing, and I must be like them. And they are my constant inspiration every day to show up for you guys, like, honestly. And then you guys, to my listeners, oh, 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 lolo, hey, <laughs> I love you guys to the moon and back honestly without feminist ink would be nothing like feminist ink is nothing without you guys so i just want to say thank you once again like i can't even continue to say thank you and i mean this is just one k to thank you from thank you we'll go to i don't know 50k whatever but this one k is really important to me so thank you guys so so much for everything that you do for me and I hope you will finally understand why I became, how I became a feminist activist and how I decided to start my podcast and everything. So, that's it. That's it for this week's episode. No book review, but the book review will definitely come next week. Yes. So, bye guys. Love you all.